Bear on Bears fans, Combine is here. The day we've been waiting for. Well, Ryan Poles lets us know who's the quarterback. Not quite. But we did get to hear from him, at least. We heard from Matt Eberflus as well. And they talked quarterback. They talked Jalen Johnson. They talked about a little bit of the method that they are going to use to go through this. All that and more on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. We got to break it down with Courtney Cronin, who was there. Always coming through with phenomenal questions. There were some interesting questions thrown out there today, but uh, yours were always on Thank point. You. It got to the point. Good ask. I just, I there's one thing. I'm not a reporter. Maybe I, I'm 100% sure it's nine times harder than I think it is. But I'm just like, we get like 15 minutes with these guys and some of the questions mm-hmm. they get thrown. It's like, you know, he's not going to answer that. Guys. Come on. It, it's, <laughs> it's tough because like you do have such limited time with the general manager and the uh, coach and like, you know, Eberflus did his, I'm in the Indiana convention center right now. So Eberflus did like a public podium session is what I'll call it. And then, uh, Ryan Poles did his media availability away from like the cam, you know, the cameras were there, but like it was for mostly for local media. And I think that, you know, he, he handled everything. Like he straddled the line brilliantly today. Like he did a really good job. Um, and he gave us information without like, ultimately saying what the team's going to do now i don't necessarily believe that the team's like oh no like literally every option's on the table like i think they're looking for confirmation on a couple things this week that they'll get from these interviews with the prospects the workouts even though we have some you know some people aren't going to be throwing um you know a lot of the top quarterbacks are not throwing including caleb williams but there's a lot to learn for this team this week and i think that they're in a really good spot right now it's the same spot they were in last year which is wild to think about but it's ultimately different because the asking price for that number one overall pick is going to be so much more than um, than what that Carolina pick was worth for the Chicago Bears. I thought it was interesting, too, right, because when you say that, and I think when you hear Ryan talk about how his phone's buzzing nonstop mm-hmm. here, do you get the feel that when we talk about historic draft con- compensation, you're talking about something that you're getting from one team, or are you talking about multiple tradebacks? We saw Peter King in his retirement article talking yesterday. Like, are there, is there a culmination of deals getting done here? Or I, is there one big deal if the first overall pick were to be moved? No, I think it's a lot of things. Sometimes it's just teams trying to like fish for information, and Polls even yeah. said that where last year he had to change hotels at the combine because he kind of wanted to go a little incognito and it was smart because they held their meetings somewhere else. They weren't as easily accessible for a team at that time. I think at 80 million in cap space, like in the number one overall pick, but it was like what I think these, what I think like the text messages are probably saying would probably be fielding. All right. What's the price on Justin Fields? What's the price in the number one overall pick? And on top of that, like, what are you guys doing? Some people are just nosy and they just want to know. And that's probably a majority of it. Um, but he's he's the busiest guy in Indianapolis. Anytime you have the number one overall pick and there is that uncertainty, even though it doesn't feel like uncertainty, there's always a chance that they could trade it. I don't believe that to be ultimately what happens, but you got to listen. Polls said it. I, I remember it from like the very beginning. You got to listen. Like in January yeah. when we asked him about it, he's like, yeah, like if anybody wants to call and like make a deal, like my phone's open. I mean, it might be harder to get in touch with him now, but it's uh, it's it's definitely it's a business strategy the way that he's playing it right now. 
I thought how he talked about it as well was interesting because it feels to me that there is an urgency yes. uh, uh, in, in trying to go about getting this pick done, but not rushing it. And he kept emphasizing it. He's like, listen, we want to get something done. With I, I, I thought it was funny when he said tomorrow and then like everyone laughed and he was like, no, for real. Like, yeah, I want to get this decision done as quickly as possible. But he's not rushing this. Speak to kind of the process that he they, they let you guys in on a little bit. So there. that whole con that exchange, because it's like, nah, for real, like you know, uh, I know you say tomorrow, but like, come on, like give me a real time. He's like, no, yeah. no, like I'm serious about that. That's not hyperbolic. Like that's obviously he wants to know because he wants to do a couple things. Number one, he wants to do right by Justin Fields. Like that, he's the key part of this. And we heard from Justin last week, like he's tired of being left in limbo. He just wants to know, am I being traded? Am I not? And I think Ryan Poles empathizes with him. Like that's the benefit of having somebody who's a younger general manager, 37, 38 years old. He's not all that far removed from, you know, a 24 year old and what might be going through his head is like his career is going to either continue in Chicago or somewhere else. And I thought that that was a very human moment where he acknowledged the fact that of course, not just going to trade him to trade him uh, to get it done before like some arbitrary timeline, even though free agency is when they, they got, they kind of have to get it done before then just because of the market and everything else. But it, it was a good, it's, it's a vote of good faith that like polls is yeah. keeping his convert, his, his cor current quarterback in the conversation. He's looping him into everything and that he feels that he's in a good spot with him. I will say that, you know, the timeline here when polls talks about like getting this done tomorrow, you know, I think by this time next week, we may know, which is crazy to think mm -hmm. about like how, you know, and it's Tuesday. So maybe it is later in the week, but if, if, if they're talking about, we're doing the same process that we did last year, evaluating the quarterback prospects against our own and same timeline of the trade that happened last year, which was, the Friday after the combine ended, I would not be surprised by the end of next week before free agency really kicks in the high gear with the legal tampering period. I think that that's probably when we'll know one way or the other, if he doesn't get traded, then, you know, by that point, I don't, I don't know that the asking price would be what they want uh, if it holds out later into, um, into the off season. Now, and, and that's interesting because I thought, you know, hearing Ryan talk today that he basically was, I don't know if this spelling, but disputing a lot of the rumors that like I'm here to work this deal out. This is the reason that I'm here. Mm -hmm. Versus, right? I'm 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 here for the combine, but if people want to talk to me, yes, they can come talk to me. But I didn't come here to focus on getting the bones worked out, as we had heard reported on what draft compensation or what a Justin Fields trade would be to get that done. Is that kind of the, yes. the vibe you got from Like So he said, you know, contrary to some of the reports that are out there, that this would be where they get the Justin Fields trade done. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with saying that because that's probably right. ultimately what will happen. But that's, you know, if we're nitpicking here, it's probably not his true mindset. Like it's, you know, among the many things that he has on his plate right now. But he said he had no master plan to present to anybody today. And maybe that yeah. speaks to, all right, you guys aren't going to know by the time that you leave the combine, like, are we trading Justin? Or are we not trading Justin? Like that's how I read Ryan Pohl's comments. And I, there's so much to learn because like, here's the thing, these interviews that are going to take place with these prospects starting tomorrow, like the quarterbacks for them, they're going to meet with Caleb Williams on Wednesday. Um, 
you got to make sure that you have the right guy. And these are going to be not workouts. These are formal interviews. Like the workout part, like he's not throwing here. He'll throw it his pro day. Right. Like they, they've seen the on-field product. Here's where you get to learn about how a guy is wired. In the start of it, you don't learn it all in one meeting. Here's how you get to learn about the leadership. You know, when, when you can ask these guys face-to-face -face really tough questions sometimes, then that's the way that you can ultimately make your decision and know that you made the right decision and not feel like, you know, man, if we trade Justin and we don't have the answers on those quarterbacks that yeah. like, you got to have those answers before you pull the trigger on anything, which is why I get it. Like he's not coming here being like, all right, I'm already trading Justin. He's like, what if something pops up and they're like, man, that's not the guy we thought we were going to be taking number one overall. Um, maybe we should stick with Justin again. That feels like a kind of a, the nuclear option, like not something that like would be super realistic, but, um, you need the confirmation, I think, for for polls to be comfortable in the decision that he's going to make. Well, I thought a very poignant question that was asked to Ryan Poles, right, is is there a concern about Caleb Williams not yep. wanting to be in Chicago? And he's, he he came out definitively. It was like, no. And he was like, and if any reason, I would want to yes. know why. Yes. And, and just speaking to, like, the infrastructure that the Bears are building up here. And, I mean, listen, we've seen the offseason moves. It feels like the Bears are trying to build a, a coaching staff, a system that speaks to not just one year of success with a quarterback, but long-term success. So – I think the fact that they're meeting with him tomorrow, that may be the most important thing that comes out of this yep. entire combine. Forget who throws and who doesn't. No, for real. Like that's the, the medical is certainly very, very important. And, you know, depending upon, I know we heard the thing with yesterday with Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, is he going to test? Is he not? Like, if he doesn't come here, then like they don't have the medical on him, which I think that that's something that teams will really miss out on. We'll find out, I'm sure, about like, you know, all that Caleb Williams is willing to do and the other quarterbacks as well. But, you know, if Ryan Poles doesn't come away confident that, okay, if I take this guy, because remember, like, if he traps Caleb Williams, and they get a trade for Justin Fields, he's having a real hard conversation with guys real soon. Yeah. And I think that that's the part that you got to really appreciate about Ryan Poles, the person. He's not a football robot. Like, he's shows empathy in these situations. And knowing that you're taking out a universally beloved quarterback and replacing yep. him with somebody that you got to be sure – in this market, can you handle the pressure? If you have a couple bad games, how are you going to react to that? How are you going to react to all of us on Sports Talk Radio talking about it and, and, and poking and prodding into your success and your failures? Like, is he going to be a locker room guy? Like, and, and I'm not like suggesting by any stretch that that they would find like anything to say otherwise, but like you have to determine those things. That's the most important information he's going to come away with that the Bears will come away with this week to know, okay, this is the direction we're going to go, and we're confident that that is the right direction. Yeah, and, and especially with the, the fact that Caleb Williams is, you know, it, it almost sounded like, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too far into this, but it almost sounded like Ryan Poles is willing to sit down and have the conversations on, here's why you should want to come to Chicago. For sure. Here's why you should want to be a Chicago Bear. I love that he addressed that question. So it's a very poignant question because remember we've heard these reports, like all this unfounded gossip, Colin Coward's talking about it. It gets walked back um, 14 hours later. Like, and just kind of like, well, I, I, you know, I'm hearing, not like the definitive, he doesn't want to come to Chicago because I'm sorry, you, you levy an accusation like that more or less. Like that's a pretty right. big thing. The Bears would certainly, whether it was like, 
gossip or whether it felt like it actually had like legit legs, you've got to investigate that. You're not going to like, you know, forfeit your future. If you drafted somebody who's like, no, I'm not playing here. Granted that would cause so many headaches. And ultimately I don't, I think Caleb Williams would probably get his way. Like, you know, just seeing how these things work out, but good Lord, like, can you imagine like in that? And so I think I, he, he answered that in a really like strong manner where he like, he didn't leave. He could have just been like, look, like, I don't know what you're talking about, but like very clearly yeah, he's done his research on that. Otherwise you don't say a comment like that. I think he was very calculated in the way that he delivered that, but also like very strong in what he said that he doesn't feel like that's rooted in any sort of truth. But if it was, I'd want to know why, like, tell me the why, if that truly, if that did come up tomorrow night in their interviews, in the formal setting, he's got to know, like from Caleb, yeah. from the horse's mouth, because that will be question number one <laughs> on Friday when we talk to those quarterbacks. Yeah. I promise you. You want to go to Chicago no. or not? Like, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. So the Bears will hear and, it two and, days before we do. And and this is and this is I mean like this is the first time we're really going to get to hear Caleb Williams say anything. One is this yeah. is he very similar to the much, like during the yeah year, they very kept similar him, they to the Justin Fields podcast. Yeah, no, like that. Right. That's. That that to me, the fact that we're going to get to hear, okay, Caleb, how do you feel about this? What did you and, and listen? It, it, I hope somebody literally goes. So, what did you think when Collins said this? Because now you're putting words in a player's mouth who we don't hear speak enough. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I mean, like like I want to hear it, and I love the fact that we're getting this so often with these new players where they're willing to talk to the people. By the way, yes, that is my daughter in the back for everybody watching on YouTube. It's not a ghost baby. You know, like when some people just don't acknowledge the thing in the back. It's like, you know, there's a person back there, right? Watch so. She, yes, she is doing fantastic in her quiet time activity right now. And you can tell her I very much appreciate her working around our schedule. Like, <laughs> I'm glad that we could give fit into quiet time activity and she deserves whatever she wants uh, for being quiet and like just helping you do your job today. Oh, yeah. She is having a ball. But she literally was back there spelling out bears on the carpet. Hey, you've got a hot, oh. you've got a fast learner. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've taught her all the penalties because those are the things that get called <laughs> on us the most. So she, she's she's ready for football. Uh, one of the people who did talk a lot, though, one of the people who we've heard talk in the offseason or, or more so during the season, kind of a little bit at the, the beginning of the offseason was Jalen Johnson. We yes. had a ton of questions on, OK. What kind of contract is he going to get? Are they going to try and come in at a low number? Are they going to try and come in at the tag number? Mm-hmm. It sounds like Ryan Poles knows, hey, we missed the window for coming in with the low number here. Yeah. Uh, he talked about coming strong with the contract that he's going to present, that he's presenting and talking with Jalen Johnson and his team on. Does it feel like a deal for Jalen Johnson is getting done soon from what you heard from Ryan. This was Ryan Poles putting the ball back in the court of Jalen Johnson and his agents. Like you don't typically hear a general manager say verbatim. When I say come strong, that means cash flows are strong. Guarantees are strong. The term is strong for him because that means like with his age, 24 years old, he'll get to hit free agency potentially again and test the market. Obviously if he signs this deal with the bears and all goes well, He'll probably want to sign another deal in Chicago. Maybe it's an extension that comes, you know, a couple of years into this next deal. Who knows? That's like best case scenario. But I, I think that was a good, a good thing for Ryan Poles that it played out this way. Cause it would look real bad in my opinion, if he had to like walk that back when he's like, 
you know, I'm confident we'll get something done this offseason. Jalen's not going anywhere. He said that in January. So if this and if it ended up being like, look, like, you know, it takes two to tango or we hear like the things about trade, yeah. you know, you need a trade partner, you need a contract partner. If we started hearing that, it's like, oh, man, like something fell through. Are they not at the right number? Baseline, the the tag is 19, just over 19 million, right, for like for cornerbacks. Yeah. That's where the number has to start for Jalen Johnson in order to do any sort of negotiating for the Bears. I mean, that's just common sense. But if, like, depending upon how far off they are, like, if he if if the tag for him's nineteen ish and twenty over twenty one is what he wants, I think that there's some ground that they can make up considering the financial flexibility they have in free agency. Does the cap increase like the the massive jump we saw this year going up uh, uh, thirty million basically? Does that change how maybe the future of this contract ends up working out? It Where could. Jay, you go, well, listen, yeah, we could make a deal here this year for this, but like you see the cap high jump this year. What's it going to do next year? What's it yeah. going to do the year after that? That's a great question because. That could also be part of the holdup. That news came out on Friday, and teams like were, you know, expecting it was like twenty million dollars more than what they had expected. And so, yeah. to watch that jump, the single greatest jump from one year to the next since the salary cap was introduced, that's going to affect those future years on the contracts. And we have such limited knowledge, effectively, of this on these extensions because we've seen two of them done. We saw Montez Sweat done. We saw. Um, Cole Komet last year, Cole like Komet, yeah. how the, how the voids, if there are any void years, they're not a team that typically uses that to where you can like load things up up front and like, you know, but I thought it was just really interesting the way that he talked about the cash flow and the structure and the guarantees. Like if Jalen Johnson is, um, you know, looking for a Denzel Ward type deal in terms of guarantees, that's 45 million guaranteed. So he'd want more than that. And yeah. I just, I think this is Ryan Poles, like him, kind of doubling down too that I do not want to use the franchise tag. Like that's the last resort. They want to get something yep. done, but that will ultimately be up to Jalen Johnson to participate in those two. And the window closes by the February, March 5th goes February 20th to March 5th. Like if they don't have a deal done, they're going to tag him. There's no way that he's getting out of here. Um, you know, he's not getting out of Chicago like this time around. Like it's just, it, it, they want him here long-term yeah. four or five year deal should be very, not hard to get to at this point. I would think if you're going to talk about a deal for him, right? Four, four is probably, and maybe the Bears are pushing for more, but four is probably where he would love to get in on that, right? 28 years old yep. going on 29. And then you hit free agency more or less like one time for your next big deal. Yeah. And, and that's a really good way to do it. Yeah, it, it, I, I think that this is a, to me, this is a no-brainer uh, on both sides. Got to get this deal done. Need Jalen Johnson in this defense. Plus even talked about, right, the impact that Jalen Johnson makes uh, and talked about, right, replacing some of these players and how you have to go through, right, with Eddie Jackson not being here, what he's looking for there. So, like, the defensive side of the ball, especially with Flus's mindset, like, Jalen Johnson has to be, it, it, quarterback's probably priority number one for everybody, but Jalen sure. Johnson's got to be number two at this point. It, right? it, for all, before you like even start talking about free agency in the draft, like, yeah. you know, and obviously you're right. Quarterback is number one. Figuring out what you're doing there is the first domino of many to fall, uh, like for the Chicago Bears this offseason. But Jalen Johnson is priority 1B. I like not even going to say number two, like, or three. Like, he is, there's 1A and then there's 1B because he's, <laughs> he's so important in this defense. And yeah. they will have their opportunity to stack their 
price. I know I flew, flew didn't say like what, you know, what he needs as far as like, you know, most the biggest priority in free agency. I can tell you it's defensive line. Like, so it's three technique. It's a defense. It's another edge rusher. It's um, wide receiver. Certainly it's a safety. Like there's a lot of holes that they still have to fill, but I will say that they're in a good spot right now because the quarterback thing is going to get solved sooner rather than later. The Jalen Johnson thing is going to get solved sooner rather than yeah. later. They could go ways that we don't expect, but ultimately what you'd expect is that they're going to trade Justin Fields. They'll get a pick back. They'll get something else back. They're going to give Jalen Johnson the big extension that he wants. Like, and then they can start focusing on those next big priorities towards free agency. And you never want to put yourself in a position where other guys are getting paid before the guy who's given to your team, who's played they for are, your they team. They already did that with Montez. You know what I mean, Black, like, right? like <laughs> let's not let's not keep going too far down the road. There um, was there anything from Flus? Flus gave us a bunch of coach talk. Like yeah. for the most part, was there anything that really stood out to you from Flus's press conference? That uh, I thought the quarterback conversation was a little bit interesting, but yeah, nothing I do crazy. too. No, I think that from Eberflus today. In talking about like what he's looking for from a a young you know a quarterback, obviously he's you know it's the two minute situation, it's third downs, it's end of half, like all of those things are stuff that he needs in a quarterback. So you didn't really get to like find anything out too concretely about what Flus is looking for from this quarterback class. He was speaking you know and more in generalities, and I think that that's right. fine. Um, but then. You know, a lot of that, the way he was describing it, describes Justin Fields, talking about the toughness, talking about, like, all the things that, you know, he needs to see. Like, he's already got that in Fields, but, like, can you actually see it in your next quarterback? Like, that's what they're going to try to find out. So that and, like, Shane Waldron's going to be part of the process. Like, obviously, he's an offensive coordinator. He's good. Like, how much he relies on him, though. And I think the structure of this coaching staff, but the Bears do think, and they're right, like, they do have a better infrastructure to bring in a rookie if they're going to go that route than, yeah. let's say, the team that they were a year ago. If they were to have drafted Bryce Young, Bryce Young would have been probably in a very similar situation to what he was in in Carolina, yeah. if we're being honest. No, yeah. <laughs> easily, easily, especially. I guess the difference would have been, right, He's a, he would have been Getz's guy. Yeah. Right. If you're committing to sure. him, like, you're that's, that's your quarterback, you're going to maybe put a little bit more into him, but... I don't know. When I heard Flus describe, uh, you know, he talked about the needs and he said, you know, I really want uh, somebody who can operate well in the fourth quarter and end of games and, and he talked about composure, things like that. I, I I, was like, well, if we're going in the draft, like that guy's really like J.J. McCarthy. We're not yeah. <laughs> like, like the, the fourth when you, quarter. When you Drake hear May those things, little, like I mean, like Drake may a little bit, but like Caleb struggled just as much in the fourth quarters this year. As I would, I guess you could say Justin Fields did this year. And with both guys, I look at it and I go, well, yeah, the team wasn't good enough. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think Flus feels so good about where this group is at. And you could just tell, like, you know, the confidence that he exudes right now. Cause you're, if you're going to get a quarterback, you're not bringing them into a team that just went three and 13. You're not. Like, yeah. you're bringing them into a far better, a group that has a foundation. Like, it took two years to establish this thing. Like, they feel pretty good about it. And, you know, he couched a lot of things with like, you know, if it's Justin, if it's a new quarterback, but like, that's the first time we've heard that door being left open to, well, maybe Justin's not here next year and hearing them publicly acknowledge that. All right. 
The road to the draft is here, Courtney, and the road to the draft this year is brought to you by Toyota. Toyota, let's go places. You're on the clock, Courtney. I need you to give me two time frames here. When is the best time to move the pick, and and when is the best time to move Justin Fields? One of each if you're going to do either one. The best time to move Justin Fields is like ASAP before free agency, like Knowing knowing what this team, I just feel like my gut's telling me like Thursday or Friday next week. That's what the, mm. the timeline from last year. And because then you get to avoid the legal tampering period, like some team will figure it out before, um, you know, let's say it's New England. Just throwing that out there. New England's at three. They could go draft Marvin Harrison Jr. They could go trade for Justin Fields and send whatever pick they need to and still have their first overall pick, to first round pick to then use on um, – a top receiver. They could do that. And then like that then would give them opportunity to see how they want to spend in free agency. Like teams want to do this. And I just feel like Justin's trade value is not going to be nearly as high as maybe it is right now. If they wait longer than necessary for the number one pick, I, I mean, they got a nice haul last year, but they really did four picks and DJ Moore. It's and I asked Ryan Poles about that because like we keep hearing it's nice to hear it from like the horse's mouth. Like we always hear, oh, like inside house hall, someone said they need crazy compensation or they need historic <laughs> compensation. Ryan Poles direct, like a verbatim answer, like when I asked him about that towards the very end, um like where is it? Uh like how how much like what does he actually need? He said it's hard to say right now but it's got to help our organization significantly to move around because we saw what it did last year. I'm looking for that type of return to continue to build the football team. So God, like which team's going to mortgage their future? Like, and and that might not be an answer that teams are willing to come up with right now. They're going to want to see, you know, they're obviously they're going to want to get through combine week. They're going to probably want to see some pro days. They're going to probably make sure the medical, all those things. I don't think it'll, I don't think it'd be like too far off the timeline of where it was last year, but If it's going to take more, usually trades that like require more assets being thrown into the mix, take more time to, you know, to come to fruition. So that's kind of what I think on that. It's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I do think, I don't know, man, like everybody hears their own thing when you listen to these. Cause I see just as many people on the timeline that feel like Ryan Pohl's comments today led to. Like uh, us, trade, yeah. us trading the first overall pick. That's the same amount. Feel like it led to. I us did trading not field. come away with that. Like in terms I didn't leave any. I didn't leave with any information on like when they're going to do anything, what they're going to do, if anything. They have goals. Like I think that that's yes. the biggest thing. That the goal is free agent before free agency. Like to know what Justin feels like. Is he staying? Is he going? Because like you know, that's the whole doing right by him. That's the idea that like, you've got to capitalize on this market. But I think, I think he straddled the line pretty well today when we're talking about this in totality. Yeah, he, he, he did a great job today. It was good to hear from the GM today and, and hear that, you know, he's, I guess, right. He, he talked about wanting to do right by Justin. That, that means Atlanta, right? Like, did, did he show his hand a little bit there, I guess? Not because- necessarily. I think that that would mean just, like, not having the guy wait in limbo till like, the draft and trading him on draft night. Okay. That's how I read okay. that. Okay, because I when I heard that I was like, all right, well I guess he's a Falcon. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess Falcon fans may may feel that way about it if they're if they're watching this. But 
it's going to be interesting to see what the Bears are going to do with all of this stuff. Courtney's got to run because she's at the combine. There's stuff to be done. There's reporting that we need, especially getting ready for tomorrow. The Bears talking to Caleb Williams. So appreciate you taking a, some time out today, Courtney, to uh, break this all down with us. Uh, and we'll be tuned in with you, reading articles and listening to you over on the radio uh, throughout the day. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. See you guys later. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Leave that five-star view. Y'all know what to do for Courtney Cronin. I'm Pat the Designer. Y'all stay safe with the Chicago Bear Dine. Peace.